Alright guys, uh, well, it's a few days late, but I am back with uh, a little post game from El Reno. It took me a while to get over that loss, as I'm sure it did a lot of you all. And then the very next day, Saturday, uh, of course I was busy um, doing something else. Couldn't watch much of the OU game, but then I followed the score and seen where they lose. I'm like, wow, it's just crazy times in 2020. Um, probably the worst, the worst coaching or the worst games you could possibly have if you're a fan around here for OU and Noble, both just really laying out duds. Um, OU really should have beaten K-State, and they go out there and just lay a dud in the second half. And, of course, the Noble Bears playing against a good El Reno team, but just go out there and do... As Coach George said, nothing right but get off the bus. Yeah, Noble Bears lost 37-0 to um, Friday night to the El Reno Indians on their second consecutive trip up there. So last year we scored 72 in the stadium. This year, zero. So, uh, tough deal. Yeah, it was just it was just tough. I was going to do a, a post game pretty quick after that game, but I just, man, I just had so much to say and and didn't want to say anything and all, oh, just all the things. But uh, Jessica won't be joining me today. Um, she's still at work because I'm recording this in the afternoon. But, um, you know, El, El Reno was just determined. You could tell they wanted it more than us. Um, and their quarterback hadn't played in two weeks. or I mean, El Reno hadn't played in two weeks. And their three-year starting QB – uh, was back healthy after not playing for two weeks. So they were coming in on the bye. Um, Dorian Plumley had only played the one game, the very first game. So, um, you know, and they had that that terrible loss they had last year still in their, you know, they remembered that loss last year that the Bears handed to them in that crazy game. But so you could just – it just seemed like they wanted it more and it seemed like Noble just couldn't – do anything right, couldn't get out of their own way, um, you know, and we can go on about other stuff later about the refs and everything, but they was just kind of a tough night. But just give El Reno credit. They came ready to play, um, and they were. Uh, my dad showed up about three minutes into the game, and we had seen a drive, you know, go each way, and I told him that we were going to lose. I mean, right as he got there, we were – no one had even scored yet, and I told him Noble's not going to win this game tonight. Um, it, it didn't really, and I didn't really think it would be close, really. On paper, it didn't look that way. But seeing that game firsthand, uh, something was off for Noble. Um, the lines on each side were just overmatched and out-physicaled, I thought. Um, it just looked like, you know, in 44 for El Reno, Darius Moore, he's a linebacker, big, tough kid. Um, he wasn't going to let any Noble run game get going, and that was going to be a problem for the Bears, uh, as it will be all season if we can't ever get a run game going. We have to get something established on the ground uh, for this offense to succeed, um, whether it's Chili coming back and using his feet to get the ground game going as it kind of did in game one or, or you know, the O-line steps up against some of these teams that aren't quite as good and we get something going. But something will have to get going 
on the ground for this offense to go. But um, another thing that was really tough was uh, no Crawleys on the sideline again. Uh, so no defensive coordinator, I guess, at practice all week. So he wasn't at the game, wasn't at the game at Piedmont. So um, it's going to be good to have him back because it's definitely missing without him and his sons there. You can just fill that void on the sidelines without that extra veteran coach, you know. Um, you know, he used to be Noble's head coach, so he has lots of experience there. He's been to the playoffs as a head coach, um, and he, he knows defense. So it'll be good to get him back. I anticipate he'll be back this week, but I haven't – I don't have any – uh, word on that or any else otherwise except that it'll be two weeks he's been gone and I believe it was for COVID so um, we will hope to see him back on the sidelines this week versus Duncan um, Sparky was the MVP of the game so that was pretty cool to see um, I guess they had to give it to somebody and if you're going to give it to someone you gave it to Sparky because he had he did have a uh, pretty good game I think he led with the uh, tackles and we'll get to some stats really quick. Noble had 36 total plays on offense. El Reno had 69 plays. Um, total offense for El Reno, 379 yards. And here is the huge stat of the night that will not win you a single game ever. Uh, Noble had a total of 35 yards of offense and just had the ball 15 minutes. Um, El Reno held the ball 32 minutes. Um, rushing attempt, 17 rushes for minus 18 yards. Um, that's just not going to get it done. Passing was 8 of 19. Uh, Fisher was 8 of 19, which isn't terrible, but it definitely needs to be better. Uh, passing yards had 53 yards. Um, so um, fumbles lost. We lost uh, two fumbles. Um, we had five first downs. El Reno had 27 first downs. And um, – it's just, oh, man, these, these numbers are so tough to look at. Third down conversions, Noble is 1 for 10, and El Reno was 9 of 18. Uh, Noble had pen, 10 penalties for 80 yards, which is also a ton, except El Reno had more. They had 13 penalties for 140 yards. Um, so, yeah, just uh, tough to see. Passing stats, we're calling 8 of 19 for 53 yards. Uh, rushing. It was Sparky, three rushes for a total of nine yards. LT Taylor, six rushes for minus 11 yards. And Colin Fisher on eight of rush temps for negative 16 yards. Uh, receiving stats, you had Caden Dominey with the catch. Uh, that went for 36 yards, probably the best offensive play of the night. And he had LT Taylor with two catches for 10 yards. And he had Brandon Harper with five catches for seven yards. So, um, yeah, the LT and Brandon, they were not getting much yards after catch. And I, as soon as they caught the ball, they were right there on them to make the tackle. But um, defensive stats, you have seven total tackles and six solo for Sparky, for Sean Gillespie. And Colton Hester, number 43, he had three tackles. Three were solo tackles. I believe he's getting more playing time in place of the, the Carly that's been out. And Caden Dominey had a tackle and a half. And Isaac Gifford, Luke Conley, Colin Thomas, Seth Wall, Tavian Givens, and Brandon Harper each had a tackle. Um, punting stats, you had three attempts for 83 yards, average 27 yards a punt. So the punting was better this week. I'd say the special teams all around was a little better this week. 
Um, so props to Noble there. If you could give him any kind of props anywhere, it would be, I guess, maybe in the special teams. They weren't quite as bad this week. Didn't give up any um, touchdowns in the special teams, I don't believe. Uh, I can't remember any, but I'm sh- there might be something. These games are all kind of running together, uh, Piedmont and El Reno, because we're just we've been up, we've been on the road for them twice, you know, two years in a row, and it's just kind of all blending together. But um, um, and uh, shout out to Fisher, he didn't throw a pick six. I didn't. I said he wasn't going to throw a pick six this week, and he didn't. So that was good. Uh, I think he. We fumbled it off at the end, but then the guy picked it up and kind of went down and tripped, so he didn't end up scoring. So that was good. But um, the just just from this game, you can't take away many positives at all. It just it just one you want to throw away and not even look at again. I'm probably not going to make a highlight video. Um, there's a few highlights, and uh, Caden Dominey had the one catch, and there's a few. I think I saved maybe eight plays total. And that's a that's a since I've been doing bear blitz, that's the fewest plays I've ever had. After watching every play of the game, that's the fewest plays I've ever had for a video. So most all the stuff I had was, you know, pregame, postgame, cheerleader stuff. And I might use some of that footage in the uh, coming weeks, or might blend some of this footage uh, with another game if there's not a whole lot of highlights with one of them. So we'll see what we'll do there. But I just didn't think it was worth it to make a highlight video. And I don't know if anyone wanted to be reminded of this game any more than, than what they're already going to be thinking about it. Just listen to this podcast because it just won. You're ready to get back out on the field and go and make a statement against Duncan and get this one in the past. It's behind you. Um, just as, as OU wants to do with that K state, they just can't wait to get back on the field and get that win. And Noble will have a chance to be back at Noble Stadium Friday night in order to do that against Duncan. So, um, just speaking on the refs a little bit, man, that ref on our side was just so unhappy. Uh, I guess maybe he was happy that his game was unhappy. His game wasn't canceled. I don't, all I, I don't know, but um, kind of all I'll say about that. You know, nothing the refs did changed the outcome of the game. So no reason to even think about that. Um, However, at the time when you're looking at when you're looking for some good play, some momentum changer, um, the refs kind of stifled the flame of hope we had of a momentum shift that the Bears so desperately needed in that game. You know, I believe that was a fourth down play where they scored the touchdown there in the corner of the end zone, and his foot looked like it was out, looked like it was out in the video, but they called it a touchdown. And that put them up 21-0. And you think if we could have got that turnover there, got something going, that maybe it could have changed the direction of the game there a little bit. But it just wasn't meant to be Friday night for the Bears. Let's get to some quick three-word reviews. Um, I had a a couple three-word reviews here. Um, there was a time when no a noble loss like that didn't really mean much. It was just kind of expected. It was almost the norm. But now the Greg George version of the Bears, it's no longer expected. It's a surprise when the Bears are shut out like that or, you know, just have a have a game like that, especially offensively having a game like that. Um, it's a surprise when the Bears don't compete in a game. Um I'd say this is the worst regular season game since the 
you know, it's probably as about as that bad as the Altus game in 2018 when we went down to Altus and lost 34-7. to Although we did score in that game, it just felt like we could never get anything offensively going. So that was kind of rough. But um, just kind of some three-word reviews. Um, I had Matt Lorenz uh, text me one in. Let's see what he said. Um, I had it somewhere. Let's see. Six-quarter drought. So the Bears have not scored in six quarters. They were shut out in the second half of the Piedmont game, and then they were shut out the whole El Reno game. So that was Matt Lorenz, uh, three-order review, six-quarter drought. I have to agree with him there. That was definitely a, um, a just it's just something that we have to get out there at Duncan and score just as fast as you can to get this drought out of the way. Uh, but, yeah, that's about all you could take from that game the other night. It's definitely rough. We had Buddy Harris on Facebook. His three-word review came in as learn from it, and I can guarantee you Coach George and the other coaches are definitely using this as something that they can learn from, you know, and teach the players on. Uh, it's going to, you know, have to coach up the team this, this week for sure to be ready to go against Duncan. Um, we had, let's see, I'm looking for some other three-word reviews. We had Joe Sendeball. Uh, we've got to get a running game going. Have to agree with him there. Yeah, I said it has gotten too predictable on offense. We have to figure out which guy gives us the best shot to get over 100 yards per game consistently. It is hard to get in a rhythm going with running back by committee. Right now, the defenses we are facing are pinning the ears back and blitzing the QB all night. O-line has to play better in both phases, run and pass protection. I think our defense is much better than that score. They need some hope from the other side of the ball. I think maybe they need some help from the other side of the ball. But as far as the running, um, I don't know if they have just one guy that could ever go out there and get 100 yards right now against some of these better teams. But I think what they've been doing with LT and uh, Sean Gillespie gives them a, a good shot because um, – LT is very athletic, shifty, can get out there and make some guys miss. And if you're on the goal line, you know, fourth and two, I'd uh, like Sparky up there getting that run because he's, he's good at getting a, a few yards. He's a tough kid, tough runner, and I believe they found something there for that, for their short yardage game. But, um, you know, if, if, you, if by committee is the way you have to do it, that's kind of just the way sometimes you have to do it. Um, you know, it's – the amount of seniors you had on the field this year, um, you just kind of got to roll with the players you have and, you know, realize that, you know, last year we had the district championship season, lost a ton of seniors, lost a ton of talent, and this year you have to just go and uh, use who you got and make it what it is. Um, and, you know, everyone was missing that uh, spring practice and all the extra practices in the summer and the workouts, so I'm sure that's not helping much what already looked like a – Look like kind of a down year. I know at the end of last year, Coach George was saying how this year could be a little tougher. I was like, yeah, I understand that. I, I, I realized that with the amount of seniors we had coming back, which was, uh, I believe, seven off the team last year. But I think that's mostly the, the three-word reviews I had. I don't see any others uh, on here, per se. But just a tough game for sure, and we'll get it behind us in the past uh, won't dwell on it much longer it just you know it's a good sign when it comes as a, as a surprise when noble plays a game like that and they get shut out 
Uh, just, man, it hadn't happened since October 11th, 2013. That's the last time they were shut out. They lost to Tulsa Kelly 28-0. to So seven years without getting shut out, that's a pretty good streak for the Noble Bears because in 2011 and 2001, three, I mean, there was – or not, sorry, not 2003. That was a district championship year. But in a lot of those years, there was games we would get shut out. Uh, I believe it was in 2011. We lost to Duncan Guthrie and Carl Albert. Carl Albert didn't score a point against any of them. Lost almost 150 to zero in those three games. It was crazy. But uh, definitely came a long way since then. But I'm going to get to a quick break, and uh, we will be back right after uh, this quick message. Welcome back, everyone. It's the Bear Blitz podcast, talking a little bit of El Reno, getting that one out of the way, and looking ahead to Duncan. Uh, just kind of thinking more about, uh, you know, the this kind of 2020 and what's that it has entailed. Um, and we'll get into more of the cancellations in our podcast tomorrow night, where we get in, where we dive into Duncan some more. But just kind of looking. Noble is one of, and I was going to look at this and figure it up, but not a lot of 5A teams have played four games. Uh, I know you've had um, Ardmore affected, Altus affected, Duncan affected, Lawton Mack affected, Guthrie affected, Piedmont affected, uh, McAllister affected, Tulsa Kelly now affected. So there's a ton of teams that um, have not gotten their games in. Uh, some pros and cons of that. Noble has obviously had more reps um, being four games in, um, you know, but El Reno had two weeks to prepare for Noble, but obviously that was due to their bye week. El Reno actually has played um, four games, but Duncan has had uh, a couple weeks to prepare. The Duncan team, or the, not the Duncan team, but the Duncan coaching staff, about three or four of them were actually in the visitor stands for Noble the other night. Um, watching Noble play El, El Reno just to get um, ready for this coming up game. So um, them sitting out last week uh, definitely gave them more time to prepare and to see what they were up against this week. Um, you know, we actually had an ear sitting behind them in the stands, and, you know, and they were basically saying Noble is one-dimensional. Uh, one-dimensional offense, and they hoped not to see Chili back playing this week. So uh, they were talking about number two on the sidelines saying, you know, I hope we don't play them because Chili was actually suited, suited up for this game but didn't play. And several people was asking me, hey, it looks like Chili's playing. I was like, I don't think so. I said, we talked to him this week. I said, I'm sure he's just wanting to suit up and be with the team, you know, uh, be out there in pads, you know, because he's not um, – he just can't get into – full contact right now, but he's not like he can't be out there and suited up and walking around. But so um, so some other kind of pros and cons of, you know, this 2020 and teams having to cancel and stuff is 
Um, also, Altus, last week in their coaches show, um, their coaches already said, this was actually the week before last, they had already said they were preparing for Noble. So they haven't played. Um, they were had two weeks scheduled off, and then they would play Noble for their homecoming coming up next week. So they've already been preparing for the Bears uh, for two extra weeks. So um, Altus hasn't hardly scored any points this year, but you know they're going to be ready to play again. They're going to give it their best shot against the Bears and be definitely be ready to go for homecoming, just like El Reno, El Reno was um, after being off those two weeks. But, man, Altus being off, it'll be like a, almost a month that they're off before they you know, will, will play us for homecoming next week. Um, but, you know, uh, you never know what this, what this year is going to bring, I guess. But we're just happy to be out there filming games and playing football, and we'll see if we can keep this going, you know, because Oklahoma City shut down their activities um, this week, or they shut them down starting Monday of this week for the foreseeable future, and who knows when they will get those going again. So... Um, there's already like 18 game, 18 high school games that'll be canceled each week just due to the teams that aren't playing now. So you know, Western Heights, uh, they're not Oklahoma City, but they've canceled all their um, athletics for the year too. They never even got a single game off for this year. And of course, Southeast and Capitol Hill in our district, which will affect the Bears in Week Eight and Week Ten, um, they are not playing right now either. So it will affect us at some point, but right now it is not. Um, so, but it's just something you just keep grinding, keep going, keep playing the games, and keep enjoying the Friday night lights as we have it here because a lot of people having to stay home, having to quarantine, having to be out for two weeks, and it's no fun. I think, you know, me and my wife have kind of suffered from some allergies here lately and luckily today i'm doing a whole lot better and so is my wife so that's good because man something about that grass field at el reno always gets us gets our allergies going and thank goodness it wasn't as bad this year it was last year because last year oh it was a terrible night we went up to the kansas game the very next day and was sneezing and coughing and couldn't breathe the whole time but um so looking at this duncan game just a little bit quick here um because it's a Huge game for the Bears, and we'll talk more about it see if we can get someone else on and get my wife in here, kind of make our picks and stuff. But I think this game can really determine, you know, if the Bears go, say, four and six this year or six and four, you know, and that's um, looking on the bright side. But I, th I think to make the playoffs, I'll go out on a limb and say this. I think if the Bears win, I mean, in order to, in order to make the playoffs, I think the Bears need to win this game this week against Duncan. That's how much of a big, you know, pivotal game this is. Just kind of where I think the teams rank and where they're where they will fall at the end of the year. I think Noble needs to get this win versus Duncan to make it to the playoffs. And it's not, you know, uh, the do all end all if they don't. But if they don't, then they're probably going to have to beat Lawton Mack or Ardmore to to make the playoffs if they don't win this one um, this week. So, you know. Just something to remember. Um, a team is never as good as it looks, and it's never as bad as it looks. So as bad as Noble looked the other night, it's not that bad. And as bad as maybe we thought they were going to be the second that Brandon Harper, you know, took that in for a touchdown against Midwest City, and it looked like we were going to be in route to maybe playing with Midwest City, uh, it's not that good either. 
So, man, I wish it was. That was awesome. But if we could have got that win, you never know what the season can end up like. Say if we would have got that win and maybe uh, Chili's healthy and the Crawleys are healthy, but oh, everyone's dealing with it this year. But um, some other good news, Blanchard, they went and destroyed John Marshall last this past week. They scored nearly 50 on them. Um, and that team that, that team is uh, ranked now number eight in 4A, Blanchard is. And their receiver, Lincoln Smith, was up for the, I believe it was the one of the Oklahomans Player of the Week uh, award. I th- he won. I think it was the Oklahoman he won. But Blanchard is really looking good. So that win in week one is looking better and better for the Bears. You know, it's kind of like, wow, you know, how do we hold them to seven points? But, you know, because they've, they've looked really good. Um, I'm trying to think of the, the team. They Oh, yeah, it was John Marshall that they beat. And John Marshall is supposed to be pretty good. Um, so that's that's good to see. Um but as far as the, you know, Noble Bears players, coaches, and the team, uh, they should not be able to wait to get back on the field again. Uh, you have to want to show that's, that's not who the Bears are. And I can promise you, Chili and, you know, the Crawleys, they're dying to get out there again. Uh, definitely feels like a piece is missing out there without the, you know, without the defensive coordinator on the field. But, you know, if you're a – player i know you guys can't stand can't wait to get back out there and man neither can i i'm ready to go out there and see some see some scoring you know take it out on the duncan demons if we have to and then if not duncan then we'll take it out on Alphas. so um just the next win you can get you just can't wait till it's here because you know three losses in a three losses in a row is tough but when the third loss is just a dud where you can't Seem to get anything going. Everything seems off. Oh, it's just, just great to get it behind you. So, but I think that's about going to do it for this um, podcast. I think I kind of said and touched on everything I wanted to touch on or everything that needed to be touched on. But we will crank it back up this week against Duncan. Pretend that week four never happened. But the Bears are 0-1 in district play, but nothing to freak out about. Still plenty of time to make your um, sound in 5A1 and make the playoffs, be one of those four best teams in. And all the goals are still in front of us. So I think that is going to do it for this El Reno postgame podcast. And hopefully I'll have a guest on or my wife on with this because it seems like it goes so much better when someone else is here to uh, talk about the game. But, man. It's hard finding people that just want to talk about noble football. I don't know why, but anyways. But I guess that's just why I'm the one doing this podcast every week, uh, you know, letting all the fans know kind of what's up or, or my feelings about the noble Bears. So if you like it, you know, subscribe to the Bear Blitz podcast. You know, subscribe to Bear Blitz highlights on YouTube. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, find us everywhere on your favorite podcast host and um, you know we always like the um, supporters on our podcast you can support monthly uh, as little as a dollar a month get you a free mask and a free um, decal in the mail send me your address and a screenshot of where you um, are donating monthly and i will be be sure to get those to you but that is going to wrap it up. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. This has been the Bear Blitz Podcast. Hey,